Hey there traders, looking to take the guesswork out of trading and only 10 minutes a day? Then you need to head on over to AIStockTradingSystem.com right now, where you can get our five-step system to take the guesswork out of trading in only 10 minutes per day. And the only place to get that is at AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com. Hey there, 10 Minute Traders. I've got a really special interview for you today. Me and my friend Michael Lamoth, we talk a lot about all kinds of different strategies and building businesses around your passion. And I am so excited to share this with you. He's been very gracious and allowed me to put this on my podcast. As you can tell, I've got a little bit of a cold today, so I think we'll be best served by listening to uh, Michael and I have this discussion that we did over on Instagram Live. And please be sure to follow him. Um, his handle is at Michael G. Lamoth. And I'm going to spell that for you. At M-I-C-H-A-E-L, the letter G-L-A-M-O-T-H-E. He's a really great guy. He's been doing this for many, many years. And I know you're going to learn a ton from him. So, hey, sit back, relax, enjoy this uh, special interview I did with him. And thank you so much for tuning in to today's How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast. This is the How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast brought to you by 10MinuteStockTrader.com, where we give you the tools, tips, and tricks to help you trade faster, trade smarter. And here's your host, voted one of the top 100 people in finance by Redwood Media Group, founder and head trader of 10MinuteStockTrader.com, Christopher Ewell. Being nimble, man, that's key. You can't just sit on your hands and let stuff play out. I can show people how they can improve their trading by learning from my mistakes. There are a million ways to trade, but you've got to find what works for you. So uh, I, I learned a little bit about you uh, from the, just seeing your, your Instagram feeds and what you're about and listening to that, that podcast yesterday about uh, a bit of your journey and self-doubt and how you overcame it. Uh, amazing. Uh, and, and everybody I appreciate that. go and listen to uh, your podcast because uh, not only are there great insights, but you're as entertaining as hell. So I think that oh, should uh, definitely go and give that a listen. But uh, I wanted to hear a little bit more about uh, your background, uh, how you got into this and why you do what you do. Sure. Yeah. So um, I started... Uh, trading in 2009. So I just okay. realized today that this is my 10th anniversary of trading, which I, I didn't even realize that it happened. Yeah, thank you. Uh, it's uh, It's been a very arduous, expensive journey. I'll tell you that. Mm -hmm. But for me, um, like I didn't grow up fancy. And that, that's one of the things I want to share with people is that you don't have to come from money, right? I grew up in a small town, rural Texas, a double wide mobile home. I went to a school that uh, there were 100 people in my graduating class. Um, it, it doesn't, you can start from humble beginnings to make, make anything. Uh, after I, I left high school, I went to, uh, to school at Henderson State University in Arkadelphia, Arkansas. And obviously like nobody has ever heard of that, but for me, it made a lot of financial sense. I knew that I could go to school on academic scholarships. And then I also played in the band. So I got band scholarships on that, on top of that too. So I left school with no debt whatsoever. Um, and that's like unheard of these days. So that was, that was a key criteria to me is I don't want to start life burdened by tens or potentially hundreds of thousand dollars in debt. 
So I was really happy that worked out in that way. And then after that, I went on to uh, Raytheon, which is a big corporation, has about 75,000 employees. And I worked there for three years. And in that three years, um, the, this, this story is kind of funny. I didn't realize that they had a, uh, a 401k savings plan that you didn't have to contribute to. I only found out later. Um, and when I found out, it had about $5,000 in it. And I was like, that's free money. Sweet. So um, whenever I started trading, like actively trading, I went to, where did I go to? I went to Options Express, which uh, was part of Charles Schwab. And um, it was really, really awful. I mean, terrible. I didn't know any better. It was just the one I started. And having learned how bad that one is, I, I wish I'd never started there. It was, it was so bad. <laughs> but I needed $5,000 to, uh, to start that account. And the, the check that came in the mail was $5,000 and 15 cents. And I was like, no way. How is this even possible? That's after all the, the taxes and everything have been taken out of it. And so I was like, man, I'm, I'm on the right track. Obviously, that's signs from, from above that I'm moving in the right direction. You know what I mean? Okay. So started working on that uh, for a while. And, and I did that most of 10 years or so. I, I guess I did that for about six years. We're, we're 10 years now. Um, and then I was at work one day, and someone had mentioned about buying a put in Deutsche Bank. And I couldn't remember anything about puts from business school. And so I pulled out my, my textbook that I, I was a nerd and I kept all my textbooks and I kept them on my desk. And uh, when I pulled it out, there were two tabs in that textbook. One was for, for bonds and the bond pricing can get kind of wacky and unusual. So I, I thought that was interesting to keep. The second tab was options. And I was like, how did 10 years ago, 22, 21-year-old Chris know to put this tab here? Like it just gave <laughs> me that feeling like, like this has got a bigger purpose around it. So I opened to that and it, it talks about, um, you know, buying puts, selling puts, things like that. And I was like, I had no idea that all this information was here for me. And uh, I'm, I'm thrilled to open this book and find exactly what I needed. Right. So, so that's where it, it took off from there. That that's where I really just started. Like I dove I dove deep into options. I mean, everything I could find on the internet about options, I was consuming it, uh, obsessed with it really. Um, and so that's, that's led me to where I am today in, let's see, I think it was August, 2017. I started uh, 10 and I started it kind of as a joke, kind of a little blog cause I had my iPad and I couldn't okay. trade at work on the, the work computer. So I was like, I'm going to pull up my iPad, do the trades I need and then, um, put it away. And, and I'll just call myself the 10 minute stock trader. Right. And I was, I was fortunate enough to find that, uh, that URL and bought hmm. that and start making a little blog and I didn't do a whole lot with it from August, 2017 until I think it was uh, January, 2018. I was talking to my mom and, and uh, she was like, Hey, what are you doing with your website? Do you do anything with it? And I was like, no. And I was like, I feel like there's something I could do. Um, and then I, I came across this guy called Gary Vaynerchuk. Do you know Gary Vaynerchuk? Oh yeah. Yeah. I love Gary. Yeah. Gary changed my life. And I mean that in every single possible way, to tell the truth. Um, he, he literally says, you can start doing anything you want to do. And because of the internet, you can find a tribe of people that support you and are encouraged by what you do. And all it takes is you just having the guts to put yourself out there. And I was like, okay, we'll give it a shot. So 
I started making uh, daily videos on Instagram. And if you go back to them, they're really, really bad. I mean, mm -hmm. some of the most embarrassing things I've ever done. Um, just really, really bad. I was really fat too. My face was all puffy. And uh, since then, I've lost some weight and obviously gotten a lot better uh, as far as being on camera. Um, but I just started with what I had. I had these lights. I had my phone. I went out to Hobby Lobby. And my whole goal at that point was to get on CNBC. So mm. I had met with... Interesting. Uh, well, why CNBC? Well, that was kind of my goal. I just I wanted to be in the financial media. Like, okay. that, was, that was what I wanted to do. And... So I started uh, Twittering with uh, some of the CNBC folks, and one of them uh, lives in Austin. The name's mm -hmm. Mike Coe. And okay. uh, he, he and I got to talk, and I was like, hey, could I ever meet you? Would that be possible? And he's like, sure. So I drove down to Austin. I live in the Dallas area. I drove down to Austin. And um, he and I got to talking, and I was telling him what I want to do and everything. And he's like, listen, don't go into options. There's, there's nobody out there. There's, there's no money there. There's not enough people watching it. Nobody cares about hmm. options. And I was like, okay, maybe he's right. Interesting. Oh, well, yeah. when did he say this? Well, when was this, this was January 2018. January Like a year ago from now. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I actually so, thought, don't they have a show? They do. Um, options Action. Yeah. And yeah. that's where I, I saw him on and how that whole thing started. Uh, and then I got home and I was like, wait a minute. Did he tell me that? Because the niche is so small. And he doesn't want me to take away any of his audience. Is that is that mm. why he did that? I don't know if that's that's the case or not. But that's kind of how I took it. And then I was like, I kind of felt challenged and emboldened by that. Like, hey, you know what? I think maybe I could do something. So I started putting these quick sixty second videos on on Instagram and just saying, you know, like the Dow's up and the oil's down, all this stuff. And and pretty honestly, it was pretty useless information. But it gave me a chance to hone speaking on camera. Okay. Um, and then I got better and better. And then at, at, at one point, um, I decided I was going to take the podcast, the more informational part of it and make more content for that. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so that's, that, that's kind of how I shifted. And then the podcast is really blown up. Um, I mean, tremendously in a way that I was not expecting, like, like I showed just the other day. I mean, I've got 30,000 downloads in just like three or four months. It's been unreal. Um, and, and that tells me I'm doing something right. You know, I mean, mm. I'm, I'm following my passions. I'm doing the things that I love to do, sharing what I love to do and trying to help other people learn as best they can. So it's been an incredible experience so far and, and we're just getting started. I, uh, well, well, I, I can't wait. <laughs> I well, see a several comments coming through. Started, I appreciate yeah, everybody there. Um, yeah, there, there's a lot of people coming in. The Doug, welcome. Why Options, welcome. Uh, Paper, the Talk Gang, welcome. Uh, everybody there that's here, welcome. And yeah, well, we do want to get to your questions too. So, like, if you have anything while we're we're sitting here and we're talking, uh, just drop it in, and we'll do the best that we can to to answer uh, whatever you guys want to talk about. Um, I, I just wanted to say too that identifying what it is that you're passionate about. Like you obviously found that and then going out and doing it. And the, the big thing too is giving value, right? Like how do we give value? It's figuring out what our gifts are and then spending the rest of our life 
giving it as much as we possibly can to Absolutely. to others. And it's amazing that that you're doing that and and that you're out there and you're helping people and that's what it's about. Yeah, it's it, I appreciate that. It's it's really funny cuz when it boils down to it, right? It's me sitting in an extra bedroom talking to my phone, talking to myself. And I deliver enough value, thankfully, that people actually care and people take that and, you know, make actionable decisions and hopefully improve their lives because of it. Right. And that's one of the reasons. Yeah. And, you know, I don't mind sharing my failures. I feel that that I feel that that humanizes me in that way Um, because, you know, I I wrote a few talking points down here and I, I am definitely not the guy who's buying a Lamborghini or renting a Lamborghini and driving around saying, bro, look at me. I got all this money. It's awesome. I'm not that guy at all. I I drive a Mini Cooper. Very open about that. I love my Mini Cooper. You have no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's crazy because I I uh, I just talk to myself, man, and people people like it. And I'm the guy who who gives proof of what he does, right? I mean, all of my trades are out there. Like if you go to 10minutesstocktrader.com and get a free access plan, you can see every trade I put on this year and how they have or haven't profited and having that transparency i think helps a lot too because because a lot of people they talk about oh i made fifteen thousand percent you know come join my website whatever but you know until you actually like can see the accountability there it Mm -hmm. it makes a huge difference right you got to be transparent you got to let people learn from your mistakes I, i i take that very personal that i can show people how they can improve their trading um by learning from my, my mistakes, right? I don't want people to make the same mistakes I did. I don't want people to go long gold and then watch it drop like 30% mm. over the summer and be the bag holder of it the whole time. That was the worst trade I've ever made was this summer I went long gold and gold just like plummeted. And the biggest mistake that I made from that is not exiting my position, thinking I knew better. It's coming around. Don't worry about mm. it. Day after day after day, it's moving against me. And I didn't, at that point, I didn't carry stop losses and I learned from very expensive lessons that you, you need to have stop losses in place. There's no point in thinking that you know better. And there's certainly no point in deciding that you are going to be the start of the counter trend rally. That's another thing I learned too, right? Trading with the trends is a whole lot easier than trying to pick a top or pick a bottom and then play against that. So <laughs> that, yeah. that, That's great. I, I just put out a video that... 10 minutes ago about trading well with the trend and finding the dominant trend and you want to make sure that you're in that direction it just makes life a whole heck of a lot easier and it doesn't matter if oh, yeah. you are uh, a day trader an intermediate term even a long-term investor like you could find the dominant trend and go with that and it will uh help you yeah for sure so uh i mean I, I love sharing this kind of stuff with people, and that, that's why I do it. I get up every day and put out the podcast every day, and, and it's been well-received, and I really appreciate all the support that people give me for that. Um, I had no idea it would be as popular as it is when I first started at all. <laughs> mm. so, uh, so what are you looking at when you're, you're trading? Um, uh, someone put in the comments that their trading game improved after not listening to the business news. Um, for, I agree for with me, that. Like, uh, I, I agree with that, too. Uh, like, uh, so uh, what are you looking at? Uh, I keep it super simple, right? So I use Tastyworks, and I recommend people also uh, use Tastyworks, and we can talk about that later. I've got a 
whole section I want to talk about on okay. that on. But uh, when I go into Tastyworks, I do a couple things. I, I first filter on uh, implied volatility rank. Now, whenever okay. you're trading options, you want to sell things that are expensive, obviously, right? You want to sell the Lamborghini. You don't want to be buying it. If you could buy it for the price of a Hyundai, you want to sell it for the price of Lamborghini. So you mm. want to sell things when they're expensive. So by showing implied volatility rank, that gives you an idea of how expensive an option is. So then whenever I find those, I, I really concentrate on the most, well, first off, most liquid products. Like that's key above all. Second, highest implied volatility rank. And how do you define liquidity? Oh, I, I need to be able to get in and out without losing money. And you can look at that on an options chain by the bid and the ask and the difference between the two. Mm -hmm. uh, some stocks like Amazon, they're going to have a pretty wide bid ask spread. But if you make, a, make a, a spread out of it, so buying an option, selling an option, something like that, you can hit midpoint pretty well. Mm -hmm. um, whereas things like SPY, that's the most liquid product in the world, you're going to have one cent wide markets. Mm -hmm. So, so I, I, I have a watch list, and it's pretty much just ETFs. And I just look at the most liquid ones, and then I look at first the highest implied volatility rank. Now, let's say I have decide I want to trade something with a high implied volatility rank. And for example, we use ABC stock. Okay. I'll go into ABC stocks options chain. And the first thing I do is I look at deltas. Delta being the approximate probability of profit uh, or the approximate probability of it being in the money. Um, whenever I look to sell an option, I go at least 70% probability of profit. The reason being is that I don't have to worry about it. Mm -hmm. I I did an analysis of my portfolio last year, and I found that iron condors, which is where you sell a put spread and a credit spread, both out of the money, it's a neutral mm -hmm. trade. It can go up or down or stay where it is. Uh, what I thought was a great trade, and I had been putting it on for a long time. It was my favorite trade uh, till I found out that it was an overall winner and uh, percentage winners, right? But overall loser in the amount of uh, dollars. And I was like, this is really unexpected. I did not anticipate this to have a 70% win rate and a negative, I don't know, 50 uh, average average return. I was like, I need to change things up. Yeah. That, so well, why did that happen? Well, a lot of it had to do with the fact that I was, a couple things. Trading neutral is great. But if we're talking about trends, if you're getting into trends, you're, you're blocking off one end of that trend there. That trend may mm. run forever. And if you decide to put on a neutral trade, boxing in the, boxing in the stock price, mm. you're going to have an issue. So for me, the, way, the first way I adjusted that was I took off the other end of, the, of the, the spread. So rather than doing the puts and the calls, I'll just do the puts or I'll just do the calls. Okay. I, I only trade one-sided trades now. And okay. that's the reason why. is because I don't know. I, I want to be on the trend. But also don't want to box in the trend if it decides to keep going. Then I've got a losing trade when it could have been a great winner. Hmm. So uh, then on top of that, I was of the school of if you have a defined risk trade, and this, this is going to go against a lot of people who have followed me in the past and follow other traders and things. But if you have a defined risk trade, the traditional sense is to let it play out. Let's say you have a $5 widespread. You've taken okay. in. Uh, $100 in credit, kind of like you were talking about with your Netflix trade, right? You're looking at a $5 wide put spread, and you're taking 50 cents of credit. Uh, what I would do in the past, I don't anymore, 
is I would say, I'm gonna let that thing go. And now if Netflix decided to fall down and just really melt, melt down, I'm just gonna hold it, it's gonna be great. If, if my short strike gets tested, I'm gonna put on an opposing call credit spread and we'll call it Naren Condor. And it's gonna continue to fall. And then by the time I get done, mm. I may have taken in 75 cents, a dollar in credit, but I've now lost $400 because it's a $5 wide spread. I don't do that anymore. There's no reason whatsoever. If a stock has moved against you, if it's moved mm. against you 5%, and, and these are risk levels you gotta figure out. If it moves against you, stop. Exit the trade. Don't mm. be, don't hold it. Don't try and adjust for it. That's the other thing that I got really frustrated with myself by. It's like, I would make adjustments and then the adjustment would end up being a loser. And I'm like, this is stupid. I'm really wasting my time. I'm wasting a lot of stress and I'm not making money. I need to change. <laughs> so now I have a stop loss. My stop mm -hmm. loss is a hundred percent of credit, right? So, okay. so on your Netflix example, if you put on a $5 wide spread, taking in 50 cents in credit, if it becomes a loser by $50, I'm out. Obviously, mm. I'm wrong. I don't okay. need to continue to show how wrong I am. So are you taking off the entire uh, Whole thing. credit spread? Done with it. Yep. Interesting. Interesting. So uh, you actually sparked uh, another idea for, for me, like how I've been uh, using options. And uh, the, this is pretty good too, lot. like putting on that other side of the credit mm -hmm. spread. Like, so if it's falling to not only like cover that but like potentially like add on the the call side of that spread because now you're you're going with the dominant trend like it's falling collapsing and right you have that, that okay that call credit spread up there so the way i look at it right so let's say you put on your netflix trade i want i want examples i don't have anything around me i can use as as uh there's examples here here we go I use this pin All i have right. a whiteboard for my table so this is from the whiteboard right so let's say this end, this, this is not a good choice. Let's see. Let me get a different color marker here. It's art class with Christopher Yule. Okay. <laughs> All right. So imagine that this is your trade. This is right. the losing end. This is the winning end. Okay? okay. So you've put on your Netflix trade right in the middle. Okay. Now, if it decides to move down, you have room before it shows even much of a loser at all. It's okay. really only until it's going to get close to your short strike are you going to show those bigger wins, or I'm sorry, bigger losses, like what I'm talking about, like 100% of, of the credit, right? Right. I mean, if it's anywhere in this white line here, you're going to be okay. And by yeah. okay, I mean, like, it may show a loss of $10, $20, $30, whatever. Mm -hmm. But it's only until it hits that short strike are things really going to start falling apart. Mm -hmm. Now, Whenever that happens, you can take an opposing spread and mm -hmm. you can make it into an iron condor. So now you've boxed in your trade, okay? Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, iron condors are great if you feel that it's going to be below this, below this price and above this price. Right. It's, it's got to stay in this range. Now, that's the first way you can adjust uh, a put, put credit spread gone wrong. Now, let's say, for example, it's gone further in the money you're still right. holding it. You've put on your, your iron condor. You can now actually move your call credit spread down. You're not taking on any additional risk. You're actually offsetting some risk. And you can move this down to make an iron butterfly. But mm -hmm. on top of that, because you've made an iron butterfly, the only way it's going to profit is if it hits your, your peak of the iron butterfly. And, um, and uh, can you explain briefly what an iron butterfly is? Yep. 
Hang on. I'm going to do, I'm going to draw my iPad. Give me a second uh, here. Amazing. Amazing. And uh, I love this stuff. I don't know if you can tell. <laughs> yeah, me too. And uh, welcome everybody that, that's jumping in. Um, why options asked, how's the Netflix trade going so far? The, it's going great. So I have two of them on. Well, one I sold a, a put credit spread uh, at 280 last week. That, that one's obviously, uh, uh, I'm going to have a full uh, gain on that one. Uh, this morning I sold uh, 330 uh, put credit spreads. And those have been you know, working out as well. Those expire on uh, February 1st. So, so we'll see. But uh, so one of the ideas that, that I've been using, and it, so far it's been effective, is I'll treat it as uh, both. Uh, so I'm selling the credit spread, but if it breaks, then I'm treating it out as a breakout trade. And I'll trade it intraday. So like I'll cover the short side, and then I'll let the long puts uh, like go, and then uh, I could potentially make a lot more. Um, yeah, I heard so, you explaining that, and that I, I had not heard that strategy before. Yeah, um, yeah uh, there's a lot more people that are a lot more experienced than me. Well, with the options, even in the New York City Investors Business Daily meetup that uh, I'm a, a co-organizer of, uh, one of the guys uh, that's been there that he's been uh, one of my mentors earlier on uh, for years, and he's been doing a lot with options and iron condors or versus iron condors trying to teach me about this stuff. And then I told him this strategy and that was foreign to, to him too, where, uh, yeah, like you, it's giving yourself multiple ways to win. It's uh, like, uh, yeah, you, you expect it to be in this range. You expect it to be above or below a certain range, but if it does break out, then you cover and let it go. And, Listen, that would have worked great for me this summer with gold because that was really stupid. And I left shit yeah. on. Pardon my, pardon my French there. I left stuff on that was absolute garbage. And if I had adjusted it in that way, I think that actually would have worked out pretty well for me. Yeah, but, uh, earlier, earlier this month um, with both Netflix and Ulta, uh, when both of those broke out, yeah. actually, like I started with uh, the call credit spreads. Uh, when those broke out, quickly cover the the short call let the other ones run and then all of a sudden like you're you're up uh, like 500 a thousand percent and okay like uh, this is working out pretty well like it the thing with it is uh you've got to be very nimble like i treat it as a day trade yeah uh, so when it does break out i'm looking at uh five minute charts and I'm waiting for a consolidation on the five-minute chart, and then that'll be the thing where I will raise stops and mm -hmm. you know treat it like a, a regular uh, trend trade. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I like that idea, um, especially like making it into a day trade. That that makes a lot of sense. And being nimble, man, that's key. I mean, you can't you can't just sit on your hands and let let stuff play out. And you know that's part of part of trading is learning from your losers, right? Yes. So what and I was trying to, trying to too. yeah, for sure. So what I was trying to show you earlier, let me see if yeah, I can so get the, the glare thing, off oh, of that. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, okay, so imagine this is your put credit spread, decent. right? All right, so that's your stock price. This is your, your puts, okay? Now, if it starts moving this way. Okay. There we go. Okay. If it starts moving that that's way. That's amazing. Oh, thank you. Uh <laughs> If it starts moving this way, you got problems, right? It's eventually going to be breaking your short strike and potentially turning into a loser. 
-hmm. So the way to offset that is to make it an iron condor and essentially box in the trade. Okay. Oh, uh, okay. So we've done that. And then if you want to go even a step further, let's say that the stock price is now at your short strike. Things have really fell apart. You can put on a, uh, essentially, uh, hang on, let, let me try something. It essentially will look like this with your iron butterfly. So you've got a, uh, a triangle, essentially a bottomless triangle. And it's only going to profit in this range right here. But if the stock's already moving this direction and it continues to go down, it's not going to come back. I mean, really, you, you've taken in as much credit as you can, which is the idea. But w at this point, like, why? Just cut it. Mm. I, that, that, that's what I've learned. And that's kind of, it's counterintuitive to a lot of what uh, I had learned. But experiencing it and watching watching it fall apart and being like, I, I'm stuck and I'm not making things any better. That's where I decided to adapt and to mm. just really like, if it's lost 100% of the credit, I'm wrong. I'm just going to throw it away. It's fine. But the deal is, right, you, you have these high percentile win rate trades on and you want mm. to just stack those. And for example, if you take in, you've taken in $50 credit on your Netflix trade and you get one wrong, it's going to take you, how many more times would that be? Nine more full winners to make up that $450 loss. It's $5 yep. widespread. You've taken 50 cents of credit. Your max risk is $450. you have decided because you didn't know any better. You're going to let it go all the way to a max loss of 500 or 450. Mm -hmm. It's now going to take you nine more trades to get back to even. Yeah, and that's if they're crazy. all full winners. Yep. It just doesn't make sense to me. So rather than that, let's take it off at 100% of credit. So now if it is a loser of $50, I'm done. But I also still am going to put on more high probability trades. So it's not going to take nine more trades to get back to even. It's only going to no, take no, more. All right. That, that, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I'm curious, uh, are you consulting charts or, or as well, or like, you know, it depends. Looking at the, okay. So I, I used to not look at charts at all. Um, just really base it on options, uh, pricing. Cause with the Delta, you can get an idea of what the expected range would be. And you can still, you can set up a 75% probability of trade long or short. Um, I mean, you hit the 25 Delta call. That's a short trade. That's still got a probability of profit. Of seventy five percent, you hit the twenty five delta put. It's still got a seventy five percent probability of profit. Uh, either one of those has the same probability of profit. You're just taking a market posture of long or short. Interesting. So that's the way I had looked at it. But then, you know, as I was talking about with gold, I was trying to pick a bottom, and it never bottomed. Mm -hmm. um, and really, all I had to do was look at that chart and see this giant wave down and say. Either I'm going to participate in the wave down or I'm going to just not play this. There's no reason to decide I have picked the bottom. It's only going to go up from here. I mean, the, the, uh, the stupid amount of ego associated with that really checked me hard. Mm. Uh, like I say, it's the worst trade I've ever had, and I just put it on last summer. And right before that, I remember I was, uh, I was messaging some of the, the platinum members at 10 and I was like, Hey, things are going great, you know, hitting all-time highs. And then all of a sudden, I put on this gold trade. I went on vacation, and it was stupid, really, really mm -hmm. bad. 
So yeah, I do look at charts now. I, I don't become obsessive about charts. Uh, I know a lot of people put on like mm -hmm. 27 indicators, want to predict where everything's going. But with options, mm -hmm. you don't have to predict. You just have to be ballpark right, which mm -hmm. I, I love that. Yeah. Now, uh, yeah, I I think that, uh, like, well, when I'm looking at charts, uh, I'm not trying to predict anything. It, it, it's mm -hmm. more about, like, identifying the trend, identifying the dominant trends, identifying where uh, support and resistance are, trying to find um, a change in character where volatility might be expanding or contracting. And it's, well, when we start to see, like, that, that narrowing of volatility that we tend to get those explosive moves mm -hmm. uh, one way or the other. Yeah, that makes so, a lot of sense. Uh, so and I'm I know a lot of, of people put a lot of criteria in like bull flags and pennants and things like that. It's just not something I, I've ever found to be useful to me. Mm. I'm not saying other people can't trade that. It's just not what I've found. Yeah, no, no like it, it's all about figuring out what's uh, useful to, to you oh, yeah. and using that. Right? No like there's a million ways to trade, but there's going to be just a, a handful that's going to be the right ones for you. Mm -hmm. now, that's a really good point. You know, there are a million ways to trade, but you've got to find what works for you. If you don't want to be stuck staring at a chart all day, don't trade based on charts. You know what I mean? And that's my whole deal with 10minutestocktrade.com. I want to look at this as little as possible and do the best I can with that because I, I mean I got a life to live I got businesses to run I'm trying to make money in lots of different ways and one mm -hmm. of the ways is trading and I don't want to be stuck staring at a screen all day which is yeah, why no, I just do the iPad I mean that that's kind of part of the reason for that no that's great so you're trading off the iPad oh yeah everything I, I love that oh I, I, that. I'm, really I run all of my business for my iPad yeah mm. that that that's great so uh, like yeah like so many people think that, oh, like, uh, to be a trader, you need to have, like, 10 different screens all over the place. Uh, like, no, not at all. Like, you can trade off your phone. Yeah, you can for trade sure. trade off of an iPad. Yep. Yeah, and, and it's just from, from experience, too. You know, the longer you're in it, the more you find things that do and don't work for you. And, man, I've tried my hand at day trading, and I don't like sitting there sweating and worrying and obsessing over every tick in the chart. Uh, and then when I started trading more longer-term um, options trades wherever they've got like a 70% probability profit or greater, I don't have to worry about it. Seven times yeah. out of 10, there's nothing to do, which I love so, that. Can you define what you mean by long-term? Longer-term meaning you. 35 to 65 days. I don't... Okay. I found less than 35 days to be problematic because you can't get as far away from the money as I like to be. I found uh, less... I'm Interesting. Longer than 65 days, the time decay doesn't work as fast, and you're holding on to trades a lot longer than you would want to. Hmm. Interesting. Just the, the wheels are turning for how I can oh, yeah, for sure. uh, apply this uh, in other accounts that I have. Like, I've just been using options in my income-generating account, uh -huh. but I have uh, an intermediate-term account, and I have uh, longer-term accounts for my daughter. She's three, and for my own retirement uh, that maybe uh, uh, I may want to start incorporating hey, there you go. some of these long-term options plays. You know, I, I can't think of an easier way for someone to get started than covered calls. I mean, if you are already into buying stocks, you're familiar with how to buy stocks. You know, mm -hmm. it's only going to profit. Like if it's a $100 stock, it will only profit 
if it turns $100 one penny or greater. Mm -hmm. Now, with a covered call, you could sell a covered call at like the 30 delta, and you could do it for 45 days, 30 to 45 days out. And then every month, if you sell that, you're going to be taking in credit. So if it's a $100 stock and you take in a dollar of credit, you've actually just decreased your, your break-even point by a dollar. So it's mm -hmm. now a $99 stock to you, even though it's valued at 100 and what's great about covered calls is that if it goes up to that 30 delta strike or above, <coughs> you mm -hmm. get to capture all of those gains in the stock price. It's only when it achieves greater than that, if it's a 105, it's only when it's greater than a 105 call will your uh, call that you sold become an issue. But 70% mm -hmm. of the time, because it says a 30 delta right there, it's not going to be an issue. And it's not even going to be an issue because you get to keep all of that profit. So a covered call is the easiest place for someone to start, really. Interesting. Yeah, especially like if you have one of those bigger, longer-term accounts uh, mm -hmm. for your retirement uh, and you're managing uh, like your own IRA, right? Like, could you oh, yeah, for sure. an IRA account? It depends on the, uh, it depends on the broker. Some mm. allow you to, some don't. Mm. Well, well, can you name uh, one or two of them that do allow it? Sure. So uh, I was mentioning Tastyworks earlier. Um, okay. That's the platform that I use. Um, I, I do have a contract with them, full, disclo full disclosure. Uh, my contract with them is essentially a marketing agreement. Um, okay. The reason that came to be is because I was talking about them on my podcast. They got word of it and they said, hey, since you're talking about us already, let's make a mutually beneficial relationship here and you know, we'll send you some business. We'll s you send us some business. So so that's that's the disclosure on that. But it is the platform I use. If you ever mm -hmm. watch my podcast, it's the one I'm using in the podcast. Okay. Um, one of the reasons I use them is because they use high frequency trading technology. And okay. if you aren't familiar with that term, essentially it means that they're going out there in microseconds from the time you place your order and getting those shares. Now, uh, there's a book, a whole book on it by uh, Michael Lewis called Flash Boys. That book is yep. fantastic. Absolutely yes, fantastic. Totally um, agree. Even in audiobook form, that's how I consumed it. Incredible. Mm. Um, talked about how they're digging, digging lines through towns to get, you know, shave microseconds off getting those, uh, those shares. But the way it works is if I'm going to go buy a stock for $100 and no cents, like exactly $100, i am going to put my order in. It's going to go off and hopefully get filled at 100. But if it's possible to buy at 99.99, your broker on your behalf should buy that for you at 99.99, give that to you for 99.99. It improves your price. Mm. The way high frequency trading works is that they're going to go out there and they're going to find it as fast as possible for the best price as possible and give that to you. Now, one of the ways Tasty works in that way is that they, they use high-frequency trading technology to benefit the consumer versus benefiting the broker. So I think I heard a stat that over 50% of the orders that get put onto uh, Tastyworks have, are price-improved. Um, so if, I, if, I'm, if I'm selling a call for a dollar, maybe I'll actually sell it for 103. So I've taken in three cents a credit. I didn't have to do anything. Mm. Now you've got other platforms uh, that use this against you. And I don't think most people are aware of it. So like Robinhood, and I know you've talked about Robinhood in the past, which I don't know if you're mm -hmm. aware of this. They actually use high-frequency trading um, to benefit them, which is why it's free, but not you. 
So if, mm. if Mike's going out there and he's buying stock at 100 and Robinhood can find it for 99.98, they will buy it for 99.98, sell it to Mike for 100 and they're going to keep the $2. And that's mm. how they operate a free platform. And I don't think most people know about that. And that, that uh, it works against you in that way because you could have been price improved. But because of their technology, because it's a free platform, that's how they make their revenue out of it. So, so that's so, why that's one of the reasons I use Tastyworks. Absolutely. So you're so you're saving on the transaction fees, but you're giving up the the price improvement. Exactly. Yep. And it may be significant. I mean, if you're buying 100 shares of stock and it's two pennies, that's that's two dollars, right? But if they're doing that across 50,000 accounts within four seconds, they're raking in the money. And all those 50,000 accounts just lost out on all those potential price improvements. Mm. So maybe for a smaller account, Robinhood might be the way to go. For a larger account, Tastyworks. I don't know. I, I still like Tastyworks. And the reason being is because their commission structure is a dollar. Like if you're going to sell or buy an option, it's a dollar per leg. And you may be giving up more than that on Robinhood and not even realize it. Interesting. Um, yeah. So, so that's why I recommend them. They're, first off, they're their commission structure at a dollar per leg is pretty much unbeatable and that's to open and there's, there's no cost to close. So it truly is a dollar per leg. Then if you're doing more than 10 contracts, the, it maxes out at $10. So let's say mm. Mike's feeling really good on Netflix. He just bought a hundred calls. He's only have to go and pay 10 bucks on that. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, it is. Uh, so I, I know it sounds like a huge commercial against it or for them, but, <laughs> but that's the deal, right? Uh, it's tasty works. And, um, so if you use the code 10 minute, one zero in my N-U-T-E, I'm actually going to take care of you if you do that. And, and I wanted to share this with, with some of your, your people today because uh, I, I really feel so strongly about Tastyworks and working mm-hmm. together and making our relationship better um, that if people sign up using the code 10 minute, one zero in my N-U-T-E, I'm going to give you a free month of the uh, platinum membership at 10minutestockcherry.com. And that's, that's $150 yep. value right there. Oh, that's great. I'll uh, and all you have to do is set up an account, right? I mean, it's a win-win for everybody. So whenever you do that and you use the code, uh, you get $150 uh, credit essentially for 10minutestocktrader.com. And I will send you as part of the service, we we use a WhatsApp platform. And Mm -hmm. so it it basically texts people um, on WhatsApp whenever I make a trade, uh, opening or closing or whatever, so that they can be a part of it if they choose to be. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then they have access to the full portfolio that I keep online all the time uh, under the platinum uh, membership there. So they can see what I have on right now and decide if they do or don't want to be a part of that. Then every mm-hmm. week I do a strategy review video. So I'll send you an email and it'll talk about what's in the portfolio, what I'm looking at uh, and how we're going to be managing these if, 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 if anything comes up. Then on top of that, I'm going to sweeten the deal just a little bit. All right. This is my favorite book of all time. It's called the success principles. Okay. If you don't have this book, you want this book. Trust me. Because in the preface, not even inside the book, it talks about how you can double your income and double your time off within two years. I have a lot of things that I've noted in this book. Hey, yeah. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll send you that book for free. I literally will buy that book and I will send it to you. So now you've got a free month of service on me. Um, you, you have Tastyworks, which is the best platform, in my opinion. And I'm going to be spending money on you so that you can improve, hopefully, your life. I mean, not just in trading, but in general. So 
that that's that's the end of my infomercial there i i really love tastyworks um and then you know if you sign up using 10 minute uh as a, the code there i'll i'll take care of you that way so yeah that, that's amazing that, that's an amazing deal i think that people should go and take advantage of that and you know what like uh, i'll i'll make the pot even sweeter like for anybody that goes and tests this out the uh, one free coaching session with me on me how about that? Well, geez, I need to take advantage of that too. <laughs> <laughs> the, there you go, man. Uh, like, uh, just the, and that, that's been great too. Uh, like being on this platform, being able to help out people from from all across the globe. Uh, I had a, a a coaching call with somebody yesterday uh, from uh, from Portugal. Uh, yeah. The other day from uh, from uh, the, the, from South Africa. Uh, it, it's amazing to be able to connect with so many different people in so many different places and like. I agree with you so much on that. Like, like I had no idea the reach of social media when I started or the reach of the podcast or whatever, because like I had text message based servicing on the website. And then I, I started branching out and to, to doing this. And I was like, wait a minute. I, I now have international clients. I have to accommodate them. So we moved into the WhatsApp platform. It was the first time I ever used it. And, and it was, mm. you know, through suggestions from the audience, essentially like what platform do you guys use out in Argentina? Oh, we use WhatsApp. Yeah. Okay, cool. We'll do that. So yeah, it's it's incredible the reach that that you and I can have. It's it's unreal. Hmm. Yeah, it, it it's great. It's great. Um, if there's any questions that you guys have, uh, I'm just gonna scroll through some of the questions. I I know that both uh, Christopher and I want to get to as many questions as we possibly can. Absolutely. Um, so uh, while you're doing that, I also. Um, I had an artificial intelligence trader firm reach out to me and uh, I, I'm sure you've, you've had people reach out to you and they're like, Oh, I know exactly what the stock's going to do. Trust me, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And I, I was kind of, I was very skeptical whenever they reached out to me and uh, then they showed me their platform and I was like, Holy crap, you guys are going to print money. It's unreal. So there it's still in development from what I understand. It's going to be rolled out soon, and, and I'll share more about that on the podcast, but I'm already putting that on for, uh, for my own portfolio, putting on trades for that. It's, it's scary how well it works. Like, like I say, it's going to be printing money, and, and you're going to want to take advantage of this, Michael, whenever, whenever it comes out. Cause it's, All right. It's, well, what is it? It's, um, it's an artificial intelligence firm. Essentially, they, they put out a watch list, and they say, uh, for example, we traded Walmart yesterday, and they're like, Walmart has a 60% chance of hitting 97.21. And the high of Walmart yesterday was 97.21. And I was mm. like, holy cow. It's, uh, it's unreal. So they're getting me a, a discount code that I can share for that too. Um, but that one I'm super excited about because you could, you could really make a killing uh, once this starts working and uh, people start taking advantage of it. So yeah, yeah, that one I'm excited about. Super, super like taking the, uh, the guess, the guesswork out of trading is their, their whole mantra. So we'll see. Mm. Yeah, for sure. So what other, like, do you, uh, I trade primarily options, like 95% options. What, okay. uh, what about you? What um, do you trade? So, so for my income generating account, I'm using, uh, almost exclusively options. Uh, like it's a, like I'd say 95% options. Uh, in that account, and that that one uh, I'm doing uh, options that like I'll put on a trade with options that expire in two weeks, 
Mm -hmm. And uh, then uh, that's where I'm using that, that breakout strategy. So I'll uh, look this weekend, I'll look for options that expire in two weeks and next weekend in another two weeks. So that way I'm getting paid uh, every single week, potentially. Mm -hmm. Then in my uh, intermediate term account, those I'm doing uh, more the stock trades, stocks and options, uh, stocks uh, and ETFs. And mm -hmm. uh, with this other uh, strategy that, that you just turned me on to, I'm going to give that a shot in my uh, intermediate term account and sure, in sure. my uh, long term retirement account. In my retirement accounts, I've been looking for more of the long uh, stock trades. So uh, mm -hmm. like things that are like pulling in back to say like the 200 day moving average or something that's uh, finding that long term level of support that I'm bullish on for X, Y, and Z reasons. And it's not just technicals, like I'm looking at uh, fundamentals too. I like stocks where it has increasing earnings, increasing sales um, quarter after quarter, showing that uh, showing that kind of growth. Um, yeah, if you're familiar with uh, Can Slim, have you ever heard of Can Slim or investment? Yeah, family? yeah, I, I've uh, I think I've talked to Slim once, once or twice. Yeah, uh, yeah. So the, that's how I got my start. That that turned me around from uh, being a losing trader into oh, okay. setting me on the path to finally being. That's uh, awesome. Successful. Yeah. Um, this book, How to Make Money in Stocks by William O'Neill. Uh, and he's the one that, that founded that newspaper, Investors Business Daily. And so what he started looking at was what are the common things of uh, that would cause a stock to move from uh, like go up 100% or 200%, 500%, 1000%, like your Walmarts of the world, your um, your Cisco's, your your Tasers from from back in the day, and well, what he found was that they had these common traits of current and annual uh, earnings and sales, uh, like continuously mm -hmm. uh, going higher. Something new about the the company; it could be a new product, a new service, um, new management. Uh, then the the supply and demand of the stock. So that's when we're starting to look at the the chart because you could see when institutions are piling into a stock based on uh, the price and volume action. It's real hard for institutions that are moving billions of dollars to hide their movements. It takes mm -hmm. them uh, weeks and sometimes even months to accumulate a position. And when you see the those big volume spikes, that's a sign of those institutions making their moves. So we want to be aware of that. And that's uh, the the S. Then we're looking at uh, stocks that are leadership, now, right? So we want them to be leading the the industry that they're in and the market higher. So we're looking at relative strength and is the relative strength outperforming the, the say the S and P or the Nasdaq? Uh, I tend to focus on like is it outperforming the the S and P, and and that's real simple to plot on a chart too. Uh, the the charting service that I like to use for the this purpose is called TradingView. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that I love about TradingView is they let you program in your own codes, and they they let you do this for free. So wow. I'm looking at like yeah, this stock versus the S and P 500. I'm looking at this stock, or I'm also like I have a script that flags uh, certain distribution days, a distribution day count. Um, the number of new highs versus new lows being made, and it's all like programmed in, so that way it shows it on the chart as we're we're moving along. Mm -hmm. um, and 
Uh, so, so leadership, institutional sponsorship. So we want to see like the number of funds that own a stock continue to go higher and higher because that's showing more demand for, uh, for the stock. And you know, we want those big hedge funds and mutual funds of the world to be piling in, um, pension funds. And then the M for Cancelim is the market, the overall market condition, because most stocks are going to follow the overall tra mm -hmm. trajectory yeah. of the market. Leading stocks will lead, but most stocks will follow the overall trend of the market. Right. So that's what, what Cancelim is. And uh, when I finally discovered that, that was the first thing that really resonated with me and it made sense. And then I started diving deeper and deeper uh, into that world and the different ways to apply it and uh, how to make it work for me. When I started going to some of uh, IBD's advanced workshops, like they have a, like a, like a master's program of these workshops and they're taught by uh, O'Neill's portfolio managers. So there, there's two guys uh, that were running the show back then. Uh, one is Mike Webster and this other guy is Charles Harris, both of them phenomenal traders, uh, but they trade his system in polar opposite ways. One of them is going, uh, Mike is going for the, the home runs the same way as Bill would do. So like buying out of like a, an IPO base and holding it for the duration of the move and, and trying to capture that 200, 500% gain, whatever it's going to be. And then Charles was more of a swing trader going for those singles and doubles and just compounding those 15% and 20% gains like over and over and over again. Right. And both of them were able to generate a thousand percent returns in a year, but it's wow. figuring out like what the style that's going to work for them. Mm -hmm. And that was something that resonated with me too. Like there's like so many ways to trade this stuff. It's just figuring out like what's going to work for me and, and how is it going to, uh, to work for me and to continuously review that, process because as life goes on things can change yeah for for example well like i, I was doing a exceptionally well uh, for like a span of about, like six years right like after i i found uh this system and was trading and uh, uh with my first business i even launched uh like i had my own a blog that i started called chartyourtrade.com uh, that turned into a business. That business was sold last year, started this new business, Mara Wealth. Um, and the, the thing that, that had changed uh, six years in was my, my daughter was born. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was still trading the same way and my equity curve was going like this. And then after she was born, my equity curve started to look like this, going sideways. And it's like, well, what's going on? I thought that I was trading the same way. But what I didn't realize was major life change right? you're not trading the exact same way you're not putting in the same amount of time you, you can't put in the same amount of time for me to be a great bad man spending uh, a lot of time with her and to be up late at night and uh, helping to take care of her and and being there for her and i was getting very stressed because i had my, my trading and i had uh, I wanted to take care of her and I couldn't simultaneously do those two. So what I needed to do was eventually figure out how can I both be a great dad and, uh, okay. So Instagram decided to cut out on us at the, the last second. Wow. Uh, we were just getting ready to wrap up that, uh, that conversation yet. Yeah, uh, let, let's bring,
yeah, I, I, I realized I actually hadn't told you uh, the answer to your question. Um, actually, Tastyworks does allow you to uh, trade IRA options. Oh, that great. was how that whole segment got started. And I got to think, I actually didn't tell him that. So yeah, mm. there you go. Amazing, amazing. So I will definitely give that a shot. Yeah, hey, make sure you use that code. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right, 10 minute. So yeah, thanks a lot, Michael, for, uh, for having me on today. I know uh, Michael and I connected over Instagram and uh, really appreciate it. And in fact, I was um, sending out an update this morning, letting... Uh, letting the 10 minute traders know that I'll have several podcast interviews coming out soon. And I saw you on Twitter. You've got like 30,000 followers on Twitter. I had no idea. I'm yeah, like yeah. A, a tiny baby on Twitter. I have 1600. It was crazy. Well, uh, like, well, we all start somewhere. Like, uh, like uh, you yeah, have like 8,000 something on Instagram. Like, uh, like I just started on. They're Instagram. all fake. They're, they're all bought. They're all fake. No, just joking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They no, like actually, my Twitter I, followers. Uh, uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, I got started uh, in February last year because uh, I read this book, Crushing It by Gary Vaynerchuk. Mm -hmm. And one of the things he talks about in here is um, go to a platform that's not saturated. And I was on Twitter just basically watching other people. Um, and then I went over to Instagram. I was like, nobody's doing what I do over here. So that's why I started on Instagram. And obviously the response has been pretty good there. So mm -hmm. yeah, I want to make sure that my audience definitely follows uh, Michael there. Michael, do me a favor. Please spell out your user handle so people can follow you. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, here we go. Michael G. Lamont. There we go. Oh, there it is. Comes up on the chat. Okay, perfect. Yes, and my handle uh, for Michael's viewers is 10-Minute uh, Trading, and uh, that's consistent on, on all the platforms. It was going to be 10-Minute Stock Trading, but that's too long. So it's 10-minute trading. At 10-minute trading. And that's my whole deal is, like Michael was saying, whenever he's talking about his family, I don't want to be spending my entire life in front of 12 monitors, uh, soaking up all that radiation and trying to make, you know, tiny little profits on, on big trades. I want to put on trades that I know have a high probability of profit and then walk away and just really enjoy life and try and do the best I can with as little time as I can invested into here. So that's where the whole 10 minute stock trading comes from. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Yeah. And you don't, uh, you don't even need to quit your day job to do this. Oh, not at all. Not at all. Um, like you could do everything from your phone these days. Like I don't yeah. think people understand how easy it is to get into stock trading. The hard part's keeping your money. The easy part's getting started. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, but yeah, but I was trading for, for years as a part-time trader. I've only recently, uh, took the leap to become a, a full-time trader and a full-time coach. And, uh, you know, like it's, it, I think that, that I was talking to somebody uh, just the other day about taking the leap to being a, a full-time trader. And I think that, oh. Uh, I think that a lot of times people talk themselves out of doing the thing that they truly want to do, that they, that they're very passionate about. And it's that, that they don't think that it, it's that they're ready or that they're safe. But I, I think that, I think that it sometimes, well, you need to take the leap in order to 
do the thing that you're meant to be doing. Uh, like you, you figure out what it is that you're meant to be doing and then uh, you take the that blind leap of faith and uh, you know, uh, just not like a bird that's standing uh, on the edge of a branch, like the bird uh, isn't putting its faith in the branch, it's putting its faith in its wings. Mm -hmm. Like that, that's what we need to do. Yeah, that's well said. Uh, one of my favorite motivational speakers of all time, his name's Eric Thomas. And you can go on YouTube, type in Eric Thomas, and just let him yell at you for a while. That's what he does. He, he, he motivationally yells at people. And one of his quotes is exactly that. It's, find what you love to do, and then spend every waking moment for the rest of your life doing that thing. There's no reason to not do it. But if you say, I don't know what I love to do. I had somebody I was talking to the other day who said that. And I said, well, what would you do if someone didn't pay you anything? And you were just had some free time and they're like, uh, I'd go shopping. And I was like, be a personal shopper. Like there's, you can get paid to follow your dream, no matter if it's collecting Smurfs memorabilia. That's the example yep. Gary Vaynerchuk gives all the time. Yep. Uh, there's always somebody out there who shares that interest with you. and wants to be a part of your community. And, you know, it takes a lot of work and it also takes a lot of making content too because people people don't know what you're about unless you're putting yourself out there letting people know what you do mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that's important too but yeah i agree you've got to take the leap uh now be financially secure when you take that leap but you've got to get started and start with where you are start with the tiny little things that you're already doing and just expand upon those that's what i did yes and uh, what's interesting too is well what financial security means to to each person Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the things that that I thought that, that it meant was like, okay, I'm going to finally take this leap when I have like five years of savings in the bank uh, uh, for, for every single plan. expense. Yeah. Uh, I want to be double, uh, either at least making my, my full-time salary or doubling my full-time salary. Uh, and that'll be when I make the transition from part-time trader to full-time trader and being all in all on my business mm -hmm. and uh, I was I was starting to get like frustrated in my, my day job because I wasn't doing the thing that I knew that I wanted to be doing well which is this right and I uh, went out for a run I came back and Mel Robbins happened to be do you know who Mel Robbins is yeah she's uh is it is it count to 10 or back from five or something uh, like yeah, that five second rule that's it yeah yeah uh, yep, yep. Uh, and she was doing uh, a live uh, on Instagram, and it was uh, like at six in the morning. And normally, like, I've never seen her do one at that time. But I get on, and the thing that she's talking about is quitting, right? Like quitting your job. And she said that, you know what, like, if you don't, like, if you're staying in the job that, that you hate, and you're not going out and pursuing the thing that you love and, and your dreams, you are quitting. You're quitting on yourself. And that kind of blew my mind right there. That's and then well I, I'm just like, okay. Well, how much savings do you need? And somebody else like asked that question, like, well, like how much backup money do you need? And she's like, you need like three months. I'm like, three months? Like I've been, I thought that I need to have like years and years. And she's like, no, like three months. Because like, if you already are kind of like doing the thing and you go all in on the thing and you gain zero traction in three months, then maybe it's. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, so that's I, my exit strategy. It, I, I actually still work a job. Uh, I do credit union consulting. Um, 
So every day I'm talking to credit unions. Uh, I talk to 40 or 50 or so every quarter. Um, and I've been in finance uh, for a decade. Like, like a lot of people, they get into trading uh, as a hobby or whatever, but I've been in the finance world for a decade. I'm, I'm a you know, financial professional, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. But uh, for me, um, when I'm going to be ready to jump, and, and I discuss this with my wife, I have two little boys, and having that financial security means a lot, obviously. I got to make sure I can you know, afford the mortgage and things like that. But uh, as I'm building my business, I, I want to have one year of income made by the business as a proof of concept. And if I have, uh, if I've made enough to equate to my salary, no matter if it takes six weeks or, or six years, if I have that in the bank to me, then I have proved that the concept works and it does pay the bills. And then, then we're ready to go all in. Uh, so that that's my particular exit strategy is having the business build up enough to more than overtake my, my salary. And really, man, like when you put when you put pen to paper and do numbers, if you have a scalable business, it doesn't take much. I mean, the the numbers that I'm looking at are really attainable, and mm-hmm. that you know you got to be able to to find a way to do that too. Yeah, it, I I agree with that, and I also think that uh, at least for me in my case, it was more fear based. Mm-hmm. Like, like putting it like <clears throat> like I want to have uh, like multiple years and then like oh once I hit this certain threshold then uh, then I can uh, no it was uh, like for me it was more about like fear and it, you know like how realistic is it to build a business that's going to generate like how much more times your salary while when you're putting in like you know, uh, just a handful of part-time hours, like during the week. Hey, I get it. Have you have you read uh, Four Hour Work Week by uh, Tim Ferriss? Um, I haven't read that one. Uh, I'm like maybe uh, half of the way through Tribe of Mentors. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. That that one's phenomenal. Uh, mm-hmm. Avid listener of his podcast. Uh, oh good. Read uh, Four Hour Work Week yet? Yeah, I I like Tim Ferriss. I like his podcast, but he does everything like in in volumes, right? Like all of his books are 600 pages long and his podcasts are two and three hours long. Like, I guess we're going to be pushing that one today for us, right? Yeah, right. Uh, uh, but yeah, I, I, I really like that. A lot of what got me started was um, was Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, the success principles that I mentioned earlier. Make sure to get your free copy by signing up at 10-Minute Stock Trader. Using the code, uh, sorry, sign up at Tastyworks. Use the code 10-Minute and I'll send you this book. Mm. I'll even autograph it for you if you want. Amazing. Uh, yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, a lot of the stuff like that, I mean, there was a day, I remember this day, I was, I had read books and books and books and books. And I was like, I got to stop reading and start doing and just make something happen. And then, you know, it's one of those things where, where I believe in, in divine power. And, and, you know, when when you're ready the things just seem to like fall into place. It's, it's crazy how, how well things work out whenever you're ready to do something. Sure. So. The signs are there all the time. Most of the time we're just uh, walking around with our eyes closed. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. And uh, to that other point too, it's uh, another thing that Gary says all the time. It's like the difference between reading about pushups and actually doing the push. There you go. I heard him say that this morning. <laughs> yeah. I was, uh, I was listening to him. I was at the gym. So, 
I wasn't doing any push-ups, though. It's getting swole. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> so, Mike, that you, might I, I, love, that you might enjoy if you haven't read it yet is uh, David Goggins' Can't Hurt Me. I have not read his book. I, uh, I'm f I've seen several of his interviews, uh, but I've not read his book yet. Let me, let me write that down. Um, uh, I'm consuming that one on Audible, so I have the, the audio book. He's been my running partner for the past couple of weeks. Like that, that book is phenomenal. I cannot express to people how much I love audiobooks. Driving in the car is the biggest waste of time in the world. But if yep. you could learn something, if you can listen to podcasts, if you can listen to audiobooks, it changed your life, man. Yeah, I mean, 100%. for me, there, there was a time where I had to commute that was 45 or 50 minutes or so and uh, just listen to books. And then uh, if you go to the library, that place still exists. I don't know if you know this. Mm -hmm. It still exists. And they have just volumes of audiobooks. Take it home, burn it to your computer, put it on your phone. Then you can go into the uh, Apple just books app or any app you want to where you can listen to your, to your audiobooks. Uh, you can play that at different speeds. I don't listen to anything less than one and a half speed now. I am, and sometimes I do two speed. Uh, just because like it's, once you get used to it, it's it just it's second nature. Like I don't even watch YouTube videos at regular speed now. It's too slow for me. It's wow. and then like TV, I can't watch TV. It's too slow. Huh. Plus, plus so, my, so wife, my wife, my wife picks the TV channels and they're awful. So, sorry, what were you saying? Does it sound like the Chipmunks when you're listening to that? No, 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 no. It, it scales it. it. It sounds decently normal. Uh, and most of the time, audiobooks are read really slowly and then you turn it up to two and it's like almost regular people have a conversation hmm. yeah you should give it a try yeah interesting i think I will. yeah but go to the library because they, they they got tons of books and they're free i don't know if you know this the library is a free thing you just need a card you sign hmm. up your taxes have already paid for it burn those on your computer uh put them on your phone which i believe is illegal and that uh, <laughs> you're good to go <laughs> as far as i know it is so yeah yeah, they're giving it for free, and you're just consuming it at another time, and you're not like right. taking it and selling their free stuff. No, 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 no. No, I love audiobooks, though, man. I uh, there was one year when I had my long commute, I went through fifty-two audiobooks in a year. I kept count because so I was like, I know I'm going to burn through a bunch of these. So mm -hmm. it was about a book a week, uh, just just on the commute. Yeah, very interesting. So I recently connected with uh, Steve Burns. Okay. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with him. He's, yep. uh, he's written, I didn't realize this, he's written 20 trading books. And that was one place where I had kind of failed, was I had learned from the internet, but I hadn't really picked up any trading books. Um, and when he and I connected, uh, I, I threw the idea out there of uh, going through each of his books and doing like a book series. And so we're going to have our first one on Monday. Uh, we're going to be going over Rich Dad, or not Rich Dad, Rich Trader, no. New Trader, Rich da Trader. It, it's yes. kind of spun like uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, where there's a, a new trader and a rich trader, and they, they go back and forth. Uh, but, man, I'm looking forward to that. And I, it, that, that book was so eye-opening to me because the trading books I had read really irritated me because they weren't good. Hmm. Not only were they weren't good, but I felt like they gave me worse advice than I had when I went in. So I kind of shelved trading books for a while. And then I picked up Steve's book, and I was like, whoa. This is really good. This is written by somebody who knows what they're talking about. So, yeah, the first one of those is on Monday. I look really looking forward to that. Uh, that book has been fantastic. Uh, that's New Trader, Rich Trader. You can find that on, like, everything. It's on Audible, too. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that it was on Audible. Uh, I, I 
read that one, uh, I forget how long ago, uh, back uh, uh, on like a Kindle. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, years ago. The great book, the, the follow-up to it is very good too, New Creator Rich Creator 2. Oh, um, I haven't read that one. It, and Steve and uh, someone else co-authored uh, a book about options trading uh, that was like mm -hmm. one of the only options trading books that actually made sense to me. It's called Show Me Your Options. Oh, okay. Well, I have to request that he and I do that one next then. That's, yeah. that's good. I didn't know that. Yeah, for sure. Well, Michael, I really appreciated the fact that you invited me on for this. This is fun. I'd love to do it again with you sometime. And, yeah, yeah, it's uh, been great talking to you, too. Let's, uh, I mean, the next time we talk, let's, let's go through, like, like, topics or strategies or something so we can really, like, nail down uh, something that, that we could use for, for the podcast and, and your YouTube channel. How big is your YouTube channel, by the way? Uh, this channel is like brand new. Uh, like there, there's not many subscribers on it at all. Before, uh, before I sold Chart Your Trade, I had just uh, eclipsed a thousand subscribers, and then uh, I sold that that whole business uh, in August. So now oh, I'm nice. back okay. uh, with Marowolf. I'm back to square one on YouTube. I think I have like maybe uh, fifteen or twenty subscribers uh, on YouTube because I, I, I don't post very frequently. Like oh. I'll post these, but my focus isn't uh youtube I, my big focus is instagram twitter and stock twits and i'm working well with the people at stock twits um, oh okay are you on stock twits i'm not uh i talked to is it ben that works there he's like one of the i think he's the president or one of those guys i feel like it was ben i talked to him once about featuring some of my content but it didn't didn't come through uh but no i don't have an account on stock twits all right yeah, I'd love to, uh, especially, I mean, my whole deal is I want to get as many people as I can involved in the whole 10-minute trader community, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I want the podcast to go as far as possible, YouTube videos, uh, everything like that. And the podcast, man, that thing has, it's really blown up, and I'm, I'm so thankful for that. In fact, that AI technology company I was telling you about earlier, they found me because of the podcast, which I had no idea that would happen. So I recommend that for you, too, just starting a podcast in some way. Um, and then you could get fancy headphones like this. Yeah, that, these these bad. came from Amazon and were twenty five bucks. Let me oh tell you, yeah, that's man. I love sharing sharing that kind of stuff because you don't have to be fancy to do any of this now. The technology has changed the world. Can you imagine the idea that you could reach somebody in South Africa with your content and your your videos, right? Like, the concept of that is unreal. If you wanted yeah. to do that a decade ago, do you know how much money it would have cost to get in front of that person? Yeah, insane. It's crazy. I, I, the fact that the podcast reaches, you know, all over the world. I mean, I would have had to spend millions of dollars on a TV show to air it across all the entire world to achieve the same level of exposure that a free podcast gets that I make yeah. with $25 headphones that goes into my phone. Exactly. I mean, it's, it is unreal, the ability uh, that we have today because of technology. Yeah, it's, uh, it's all about freedom. No doubt. Hey, somebody just popped in a question here. Yeah. Can you talk about the psychology involved in trading options? Uh, I could talk about that. That's something I've, been, I've talked about before. Uh, Go for it. Options are, well, there's two sides of options. There's buying and selling. If you're buying an option, it's essentially a all or nothing bet. Whereas if you buy stock, you have equity in the position. So 
let's say Michael's going to buy 100 shares of stock for $100, right? He's going to buy stock for $100. If the stock goes down by uh, 5%, he's still got $95, right? He still has that, no doubt. If it goes down 10%, he's still got $90. So he still has value there. Let's say that you, uh, or let's say me, let's say I bought an out-of-the-money call option for uh, at the 102 strike, um, and I spent the same amount of money. So I, uh, I spent $1,000, right? If Michael's stock went down by 5%, he's still got $950, or he's still got $900 if it goes down 10%. If the out-of-the-money option that I bought at 102 cost me the same 1000 and the stock price goes down 5%, I have nothing at all, like nothing whatsoever. And that's the huge difference with options mm. is that if you're buying it, it's an all or nothing bet. You either win or you have nothing left. And now the biggest tip that I could give anybody is to manage size. Uh, I like to trade anything that's one to 5% of my capital. If you go more than 5% of your capital, you're going to be putting on a lot fewer trades and each one's going to be mattering a lot more to you. Um, uh, Steve Burns talks about in his book, new trader, rich trader. You know, if you do 1% of your capital, it's essentially like uh, this trade is just one of a hundred. So I'm not going to worry so much about it, but if this trade is all of your account, you're going to care a lot about it. You're going to lose sleep. I've been mm -hmm. there. Uh, I, I remember specifically, I'm kind of embarrassed to tell this story. Um, I remember it was in the first 60 days where I lost two thirds of my account. Uh, I've been very open about that. I would, I was just buying calls like crazy. The market's going to go up. You buy calls. That's how it works. Um, that's not the case. Uh, and I, I just, theta was working against me so hard. Theta being time value. If your mm -hmm. option's not in the money, you have theta working against you. Um, and I was just watching my account go down every day. Stock was moving up, but it wasn't moving up fast enough. So, I remember laying in bed one night and I was, I was like, I was actually praying. I was like, please God, let this come back. Let my, let my money come back. And, and you know, uh, divine spirits work in, in mysterious ways. And if, if that had happened, I probably wouldn't have learned the lessons that I needed to in order to improve my trading. So a lot of the psychology comes down to size. If you can size your trades where they don't mean anything to you, you'll be a lot better off than if you're going really big. I, I trade smaller now than I ever have, ever. Mm. And that's because I have learned going big can equal big risk as much as it can equal big reward. So that, that's the biggest psychology I could give you is, uh, you know, just stay small and don't let each trade be a part of, of your life. You want, you want to make money. You don't want to be stuck looking at a screen afraid you're going to lose money. It's two very different things here. Yes, I, I agree with uh, the position sizing uh, of that too. If you are trading far bigger than uh, than you're comfortable with, uh, that's when a lot of the fears come in and uh, you, you'll end up making uh, poor decisions, fear-based decisions. Uh, it's very rare that people make good decisions when, uh, when they're fearful. For me, well, and, and this speaks to uh, another question that, that came in too about um, managing emotions for, for new traders too. For, for me, well, what I like to do is to examine my beliefs. 
right? And, and this is what, what I recommend to, to people that I'm coaching as well. Like, uh, start with examining your beliefs, all of your beliefs, the beliefs that you have around trading, uh, beliefs that you have around other things too, because everything tends to be interconnected uh, together. You might think that options are risky, and so you stay away from options, right? Well, where did that belief come from? Uh, and then, uh, like, start to go down the rabbit hole about, like, well, uh, somebody that I respect is uh, told me that, that options were risky and therefore I should stay away from it. Well, why do I respect that person? Like starting to construct or deconstruct where the beliefs come from and why. And then start to ask yourself too, well, how does this belief serve me? What does it get me out of? And what does it get me into? Do I want to hang on to this belief? And if I don't want to hang on to this belief, can I let this belief go? Sometimes you'll be able to let the belief go and adopt something uh, much more useful very easily. Sometimes you'll have trouble letting go of that belief because maybe that belief came from a parent, right? Like maybe it came from a teacher or, or from, a, from a mentor that you respect very well, but that particular belief like isn't serving you anymore. So then you start to go down that other rabbit hole of like, well, how do I reconcile that? And it's figuring out a better set of beliefs for yourself and figuring out a way to raise your own beliefs that will help you get to that next spot. Uh, like, you know what? Like, options could be very profitable. They could give me uh, a much better way to manage risk and, and generate income. Uh, but, you know, the, that other person that, that uh, I really respect told me that they that these options are, are just risky and I should stay away from them. Well, did they, were they trading options? Did they know anything about options? Then like, those are some of the things for me that started to, to release that belief and start to adopt this new belief that, hey, like there's ways that I could trade options. There's uh, ways that I can uh, develop new strategies that, that other people haven't even considered. So uh, it's going through and I uh, trying to figure out what your beliefs are questioning those beliefs and going through the whole list we have like thousands and thousands and thousands of beliefs so like take the take some time and figure out what are your beliefs around trading what are your limiting beliefs how are they limiting you uh what are they getting you into what are they getting you out of what can be a better set of beliefs to help you get from where you are now to where you ultimately want to go that's profound well said. <laughs> thank you yeah no doubt yeah, I have it written on a wall right behind you. Oh, man, you cheated. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really appreciate that you and I have connected, that we've had some conversations, uh, that I've been able to, to share some of my experiences with you and, and learn some of your own. So thank you for that, that, that opportunity. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you as well. Uh, I appreciate this conversation uh, and all the great value. Uh, that, that I received personally, that all the viewers received, uh, and some of those great deals too for TastyWorks, uh, coupon code 10minute, and yep. all the other value that people get from uh, going there and testing out that service as well. I appreciate it, man. So thank you. Thank you again so much. Uh, I look forward to, to connecting with you again soon. All right, man. Take care, cool. brother. Hey, you too. Peace See ya. Out.
Hey, thank you so much for listening to today's How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast. I know you're a listener, but are you a watcher? Make sure you head on over to YouTube, type in 10 Minutes Stock Trader, and subscribe to the 10MinuteStockTrader.com YouTube channel. Every week, I upload all the podcasts as full videos, and that way you're getting the full 10-minute trading experience. That way you can have all the tools, tips, and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter. Make sure you subscribe to whatever podcast app you're listening to, and leave me a five-star review if you don't mind. That would be fantastic. And whenever you're done with that, head on over to 10MinuteStockTrader.com and download the one-minute options trading quick start guide. It'll give you all the tools, tips, and tricks that I use in my own portfolio, and it never gets outdated, and it will apply to every single options trade out there, so I think it'll be pretty useful for you. And while you're there, check out the free portfolio page. That'll show you everything that I've traded over the last year in full transparency. And since you're on the website already, check out the free trading course. In this free trading course, I give you every single thing that I know and use in my own portfolio, and I definitely think it'll help you out too. And then after you're done there, head on over to tastyworks.com and sign up using the code 10minute, that's 10-M-I-N-U-T-E, and I'll send you over $150 in free 10-minute trader exclusive bonuses from 10minutestocktrader.com. And most of all, thank you so much for letting me be a part of your day. I really appreciate the fact that you and I have connected today and that you've chosen to put me inside your earbuds. That means the absolute world to me. And thank you so much for stopping by. 10MinuteStockTrader.com content is for information and educational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, trading or investment advice or recommendation that any security, futures contract, options contract, transaction, or other financial instrument or strategy is suitable for any person. Trading securities can involve high risk and the potential for total loss of any funds invested. 10MinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell, through its content, financial programming, or otherwise, does not provide investment or financial advice or make investment recommendations. Investment information provided may not be suitable for all investors and is provided without respect to the individual investors and audience's financial sophistication, financial situation, investing time horizon, or risk tolerance. Tim and StockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell are not in the business of trading securities trades, nor does it direct client commodity accounts or give commodity trading advice, tailored to any particular client situation or investment objectives. Tim and StockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell are not licensed financial advisors, registered investment advisors, or registered broker-dealers. Stocks, options, futures, futures options, and other financial instruments not included here involve risk and are not suitable for all investors. You alone are responsible for making your investment and financial trading decisions and for evaluating the merits and risks associated with the use of any financial security and broker platform. For more information, please visit 10MinuteStockTrader.com legal. And thanks for stopping by.